You won't live on mission and be a good news people where people want to join you in that mission. I'm talking about not yet believers and believers. If you're not about good news, mm-hmm. and if your good news is primarily about your afterlife, well, yeah, but see, people live now. Sure. And Jesus came and said, the kingdom is now. It's among you. It's here. Yeah. And he meant and intended that we would now, because of his life, death, and resurrection, and a forgiveness and a relationship that's been restored with him and his father, that life now would be different. It would be in line with the kingdom. Sure. We would now come under his rule and reign. And we'd have the life he always created us to live. So we need to learn how to understand and articulate a much bigger gospel, yeah. one that's really good news for everything, yep. right? Not just about church or our afterlife or, or spiritual things. Sure. It's all things are spiritual, right? You know? Yeah. But I want to suggest that people want to understand how Jesus and being his follower will affect their marriages, their parenting, yeah. how they spend their money. All of life. the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Cesar Kalinowski. Hey, hey, here we are again. Hope you're having a good week. I've had a great week. It was busy. We coached a lot of couples this week, some teams who are living on mission. And I had to say, it was such an encouraging overall week of just reports coming in of so many breakthroughs and what we call evidences of grace. So many things where people are opening up to the gospel or they're using their gospel fluency with others and they're like, hey, I think that made sense and it sounded like good news to them. Or they're applying the gospel to new areas of their own life or marriage or hearts. And anyway, it it was a great week. So I'm kind of buzzing from that. And I love doing this podcast with you. So I'm really excited that you're here with me today. And if you haven't yet, would you join me over on the Facebook group so we can touch base a little bit more often? Over there, there's the Everyday Disciple podcast group. And you can find that by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash Facebook. But over there, we can talk about the show. You can get links to episodes. I throw resources in there or links to things that we talk about on the show, all of that. And please, while you're at it, And whenever you're in social media, would you just take a moment and pay it forward? Like share the love. Let someone know that you're digging the Everyday Disciple podcast. You know, send them a specific episode or just a link to everydaydisciple.com. And, you know, let them know that there's a lot of good news here for them and help to learn how to live a lifestyle of discipleship. Now, today on the podcast, I'm going to be sharing something that will lay a foundation for you on family discipleship and mission really made simple. It seems like a good time of the year for this. Now, the steps that Heath and I will talk about deserve your attention, and even more so, your intention to start applying and taking these steps if you want to begin to live as a family on mission, or maybe you're starting a missional community with some others, or you're looking to train others in living this way, maybe even church-wide, which a lot of people have done, They've taken what we'll talk about here today, and they've trained their leaders to start missional communities that naturally flow out of the life and rhythms of their families. And please listen all the way through, because at the end, I'll share a really cool opportunity for you to be able to jumpstart all of this. 
super intentionally and receive some help to get started. I think as you listen through this, you're going to say, ooh, yeah, that's that's easy and we really should get going on that. I'd love to help you. So I got some kind of plan, pretty cool. So stick around. You're going to love this. Take a listen. What we're going to walk through is the very most basic steps for starting to live on mission with discipleship as a lifestyle. Hmm. And that starts with you in the mirror and with your family. And that's where we're going to start because that's, I mean, you can't do something with others, right? That you haven't done before. Yeah. And these things that we're going to share really in way they, they preclude starting a missional community uh, or being in one. So some people say, well, I'm already in one, but is it healthy and is it reproducing? If not, perhaps it's because some of these steps, these real basic things got skipped yep. and that's not your fault. This week, what we're going to do is we're actually going to really break down those basic steps that will help you move as a family and as a group of friends toward true missional living with discipleship that's built into the normal rhythms of everyday life, right? Yep. In fact, these are the first and really important steps that everyone would need to embrace and grow in if they're ever really will have a healthy missional life or community. Sure. I kind of said that already. So, so these are the basic primary steps that lead to a more fully realized missional life. So let me start out by telling a little short story here. Okay. Okay. When, cause, cause I know even some people are still going like, yeah, I don't even know what a missional community really looks like yet. You, know, you guys talk about it a lot, whatever. When, when I was a missions pastor, okay. worked at a very large church and I was missions pastor. It was one of my, I had several roles over time, but sure. uh, we travel all over the world doing kinds of things. And I began to feel this tension as I went kind of back and forth from, you know, trips in the mm. field to coming back home. So I'd, I'd be out on a trip and, and a lot of the stuff I did on missions was a little hairier than some folks would sign up for. A guy was calling us into war zones and where there was Christian persecution, sure. natural disaster, stuff like that. But not always, but very often. Yeah. And when we were there, we were with people that were, they had nothing and they're super poor and man, they, but they were the church and they loved God and they loved each other. And man, they really, they had little, but they'd give it all to you. You'd show up. You, you literally, we, we used to like kind of joke slash cry about, I am wearing and carrying in my backpack into the bush, you mm -hmm. know, in like Sudan or Burma or something, uh, more physical wealth than they'll ever own in their whole life. Just between mm -hmm. my killer hiking boots, my clothes, my camera, yeah. a sat phone, all that, right? Yeah. But they were the church and it was beautiful how they lived and sacrificed for one another, but they didn't consider it sacrifice and all. But then we come home yep. and it was, you know, great. I mean, our church is great. I don't work there anymore, but it's still a great place, great people. But it was like, wow, it was way more about pulling off Sunday uh -huh. and it was quite produced and a lot of stress going into pulling that off yep. and, but not a lot of feeling like the family, you <laughs> know, not a like feeling like the church. Sure. And, um, yeah. Anyway. And so we started asking ourselves, look, well, like, what if we just live this way all the time? You mm. know, like what we did for weeks, you know, on these trips yeah. and as team and living like family, kind of having to fight and forgive and get over it all, you know, yep. can we just live that way here at home? Hmm. Like missionaries live? Yeah. And do we get to? Yeah. You know, and, a good I, question, and yeah. I ask our listeners, you know, if you've ever been on a short term mission trip, you know how like it's hard and you didn't like everybody, but you, I mean, you had to pull together, you had to get past it. Hmm. And you, you saw God do some amazing things. And, and most people, and having been a missions pastor, I, I know this really true is true. A lot of, most people come back from mission trips and they go, you know, we did this and this and this for those folks. Yep. But you know what the big win was? What God did in my own heart and life? Hmm. Why don't we just get to live that way here? Yeah. Well, we do. That's, yeah, that's absolutely. the thing. And so really what's a missional community is it's it's a grouping of families of oikoses, that's mm -hmm. the Greek word for the church really, that are saying, hey, you know what? We're going to live out of our identity. 
you know? So, you know, we just started wondering like, you know, let's, what if we live this way? Like, what if we start living like missionaries everywhere, believe in our identity. We, we talked about identity and our birthright back at episode 148, just a few weeks yeah, back. Absolutely. And so we, a handful of us in Tacoma, Washington, we started living like missionaries all the time. Hmm. And out of that grew a church, some communities and that ended up helping plant lots of churches and anyway, on onward. Yeah. And so what we're going to talk about today is sort of these seven basic steps or seven moves we call yeah. that lead to missional living, but they can't be missed. Yeah. You can't sort of put the cart before the horse. And some of these might overlap as we get going, but if you don't have these, you won't get this living like a missionary here, you know, wherever you live currently, be it sure. the States or overseas, UK, you know, EU, wherever in the world. I can't list all the countries, <laughs> but anyway. Okay. Yeah. So let's get started with the seven steps. And I think it's important to clarify on the front end that there's a lot of how-to type ways of doing things. And part of this is being sensitive, even with these seven guideposts we're going to have, there's still this this sense of trusting the spirit. What what might work here in the Northwest might not work in, you know, When East it comes to the specific, but each of these basic steps yeah. will work in any context. Sure. So great point. Cool. Let's go. But, but like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to give examples where you go like, well, your example, I have to do exactly that. Yeah. No, maybe. But even in the steps, you'll see they're not, they're not example specific or locale specific. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. Seven steps. Let's go. Okay. So here we go. First one is no one's gonna be surprised if they're followers of the show is learn to articulate a much bigger gospel. Okay. We have to see, you see, won't live on mission and be a good news people living out of a missionary identity where people want to join you in that mission. I'm talking about not yet believers and believers. If you're not about good news hmm. and if your good news is primarily about your afterlife, well, yeah, but see people live now. Sure. And Jesus came and said, the kingdom is now it's among you. It's here. Yeah. And he meant that and, and intended that we would now because of his life, death and resurrection and a forgiveness and a relationship that's been restored with him and his father and being indwelt by his spirit, that life now would be different. It would be in line with the kingdom. Sure. We would now come under his rule and reign. And, and, and we'd have the life he always created us to live. So we need to learn how to understand and articulate a much bigger gospel, yeah. one that's really good news for everything, yep. not just about church or our afterlife or, or spiritual things. Sure. It's all things are spiritual, right? You know? Yeah. But, you know, I, I want to suggest that people want to understand how Jesus and being his follower will affect their marriages, their parenting how they spend their money all of life yeah all of life right yeah. their identity like we talked about a few weeks ago can you tell them that now i'm not saying that that's how you start building relationships but i'm saying but if you don't even have a gospel that touches all of life it was primarily like i said a prayer yeah. kind of waiting to go to heaven and in between i'm just doing sin management you know well you're not gonna that won't lead to a missional life because a missional life is fueled by the gospel yeah absolutely. it's all about the gospel otherwise you're just really nice people in your neighborhood sure Right. And it takes a while to, you know, one of the things we've talked about is the way that Jesus's methodology was, was he just invited them into life. Like he approached disciples and said, Hey, come see how I live. And it was good news. It was good news. It wasn't and like, it Hey, I just heard in contrast to a lot of what they thought, but yeah. it was always good news. Exactly. Which is like you said, the bigger gospel. Cause a lot of times what we do is we tend to look at, we might not know our neighbor well, and we just found out they lost their job and our first line of defense against them as well. Let me tell you about my savior, Jesus, who died for you. It's like, well, or come to church. Why yeah, do they hand good out news, money? <laughs> but that's not good news to the situation right now because yeah. I'm struggling with something else. So. Right. And so, you know, we've often referred to this as growing in our gospel fluency. Yeah. And so first step, and this is a step, you know, that 
that you can get going on now, but it never really ends. But we put it first because growing in our gospel fluency, this this ability to sort of understand the gospel and speak it into all of life is so important and it's so baseline to everything. So mm. before we get into the other steps and things you'll start to do yep. or intentionally do differently, maybe you're already doing them, that is super important. And can you just imagine, if you're listening right now, how different your entire church would be if they all just embrace this first step hmm. where they could all learn to articulate a bigger gospel. It was really good news to everybody. Yeah. So people wanted to get closer to them and this body and this community. Right? Absolutely. And, and if everyone in your church or community were to speak, live and enjoy a gospel that touched every part of life, how different would that be just alone? Yeah. It'd be amazing. And I, and I think that actually is what leads to a missional life. Yeah. Okay. But that's why we put it as first step. Okay. And then yep. you've got a book out on bigger gospel that's incredible as well. Yeah, that's right. And we'll, you know, I'm not hard sell here or anything, but we'll go ahead and put some links in the show notes so you can either get that book or you can get the audio book and start listening to it right away, like in yeah. the gym or as an extension of the podcast even. So, yeah. okay. It's just yeah. a massive gospel. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, uh, one of the things I would imagine is that if we're doing this right, we're really never stop growing in the gospel and our gospel fluency, do we? Like, do you think we ever actually move on from this first step? Like, no, step to next two. Yeah, I mean, we like to put things in steps. So we go, these yeah. are seven steps, seven moves, right? You yeah, need sure. To learn to move, but the truth is, you, yeah. And I, and I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not suggesting in the least that our listeners don't know the gospel. Sure. But as we've talked about a lot, and like you just referenced, you know, episode one ten, um, it's way bigger than we think. Yeah. And part of truly living as a good news bunch of people, as mm-hmm. a family that brings good news to the neighborhood, and as a group of families that live on mission together, yeah. as good news and proclaiming Christ and it's you're never going to move on from it yeah and 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 you can always grow deeper in it and so that's why we're saying it's the first step it's really you're absolutely right Heath. Mm. it's underpinning underlying everything yeah, and we'll never really move on from it all right so uh let's move on to that next step that follows this growing in the gospel step two okay so this is the first sort of thing to do and you're all doing it already but we're going to bring some greater intentionality to it and and here's and this is why it's next is it's so basic but it's so important and overlooked is your family dinner times mm. can be so pumped up now with good news yep and become such a special time for your family and so they those dinners are can be so much more meaningful than maybe they are just food consumption you know yeah. and though they serve as an attractive door so to speak, into community for others. Hmm. It, it really is low hanging fruit that if if you're having a family dinner that yeah. regularly, that that there's always a space at the table, yeah, for people, and it's like it's good news and it's rich hmm. and it's beautiful. Think about it; you don't have to really add anything to your schedule or no. whatever. But so many you're people have never intentionalized that. Now yeah. it could be any meal of the day, okay? It really can. But I'm just saying, you know. You know, like pick one to three nights per week or meals per week that you put on your calendar and everyone in the family knows they're sacred. You don't miss them. Yep. And, and we're going to have family dinner night. Mm. Call it that. Yeah. <laughs> Even in our missional communities, once they get started, we always carve out a family dinner night. Sure. It's key. And even in our life, Heath, you know, yeah. in our growing Oikos and community, we have it once a month right now, yeah. but it's going to get to, hopefully it's going to be once a week, yeah. you know, and we'll, and we'll be able to do Far that more together. Often, yeah. yeah. As the rhythms pick up. But if a family is not having regular family dinner times, can I just encourage you, please start. Yeah. You know, I said, well, you know, we're just, we're not used to it or we're so busy or my family never did it. Gosh, I've heard that so much. Hmm. I've had people sit at our table and say, I've never done this before. Yeah. And like what had dinner? And we're like. Not like this, not as a family and not talking about stuff and having a blast and encouraging one another. Absolutely. And, and boy, I could give you so much like, (laughs) 
like it gave you so much more training on even how to have a really cool and powerful family dinner. And I'm not talking about sure. turning into a church service. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about a blast that is a representation of a much bigger gospel. Yeah. Just while you're eating and having a killer time with your kids. That's a great opportunity too to like to let your kids choose the meals for the night. You know, let them each pick a meal a week that they want to eat. Invite them into helping prepping dinner with you. Uh, it, all that. There's so many ways to grow oh, community. I mean, it's just so much. So let me ask you, what are what are your family dinners like, Keith? I mean, you got yeah. a wild crew. <laughs> yeah, 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 I do have four wild ones. No, no they're life. great. I mean, they're great. But I mean, they're kids, man. And yeah. they're, they're going. And so what, what do those look like? And what do you think you could do to be more intentional with Kathleen and the kids? Yeah, so I th- uh, one of the things that we've actually grown in a quite a bit lately was just making that intentional. We've set a time that we go, we're thinking ahead through the week. So rather than just, hey, we're going to eat dinner kind of when we get home, we go, this night we're eating at what time? 5.30. And most time we eat at 5.30. Uh, Thursday nights, I got some school, so I'd be Growing late. up for me, that was it. 5, 5.30, whatever it was. I can't remember now. It's like carved in stone. <laughs> yeah, but we go like, hey, you know, Thursdays I've got school, so it's going to be 6 o'clock. But those are those are firm times that we don't take off, and it's not like I'm missing a bunch. We eat seven nights a week together. But it's fun. Typically, it's the boys and I play because I'll get home from work and the boys and I play while Kathleen's prepping dinner. And then we sit down and usually ask kind of about the day. And one of them loves to pray to open things up. And But we're always asking questions about Kids the day. Kids look forward to it? Yeah, absolutely. Best Not always the, the day, meals right? that we're eating, but <laughs> but yeah, they do yeah, look forward well, to it. Yeah, <laughs> that's kids. <you> know. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Mom made it, you're eating it. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like it is an important you know, once they establish that rhythm, and then once you, like you said, once you open it up to something bigger than you, we've got some great people diversity in our community where we've been able to have them over and go like, uh, one of our friends is from Morocco. It's like, hey, why don't you bring a dish from Morocco and ch- tell us about like some of your story and your heritage. And so it's a really neat melting oh, wow. pot. Yeah. And, and notice too, you know, if you're listening to this, what he's saying, this is all really just healthy, intentionally, mm-hmm. you know, intentionalizing family time at around a meal that everybody knows, and then starting to, you know, invite others to bless, be a part of that blessing. Yeah. But it's not this big, like, oh, I got to get my neighbors over so I can leave my track and make nope. sure they come to church, you know? Now, if that comes up, great. But that's not the goal of your family dinner nights. It yeah. should be this safe haven of life where beauty and grace are applied. It's not where you're fixing problems. It's not no. where you're... It's where you have fun. You celebrate. Yeah, but I think one of the things that you said is that and we lived for a long time with no intentionality. So it was like, I don't, it's five o'clock. What are we doing for dinner tonight? I don't know. Let's just run and grab something. But now that we've actually planned it out and go like, hey, next Thursday we're having this, it allows us to have so much more structure that that we're allowed to have some freedom because yeah. we've already like you mentioned out. earlier, like, like the kids pick or something, you know, yeah, let them choose like the if meal. they pick a week early, the anticipation level for it is just off the chain. Right. <laughs> and then you can ask them like, why'd you pick this? And why do you like this meal? And who do you know that would like this? Your friends like that? That's yeah. a thing. That's a weird thing. We eat. Yeah. Team K, we eat it all. Yeah. So like we eat lots of stuff our friends, kids might not enjoy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, so that's kind of our meal time. Now your kids are out of the house, but you and Tina, still have we still do it yeah, in fact meals. i heard tina organizing the other day an extended family now mm-hmm. both in-laws and aunts and uncles and cousins that have kind of moved into the area yeah she's starting to it's she's throwing the net man family dinner that. night like like okay let's intentionalize that beyond just the immediate team k yeah in our so okay man so we got time for one more of those seven steps today. okay what is it great so the third one is follow the Follow the trajectory here. So you're growing in your gospel. It's getting bigger. You're learning to articulate it. It's not weirding you out. It's not weirding others out. It's good news to your kids, all that, right? Yep. And your friends and all. And you're starting to have meals that are just rich. They're simple. They're fun. And they would they would be such a cool door into your life. That's sure. what we're really doing is we're inviting people into God's life by inviting them into ours. 
when the mm. gospel shapes it. Third, the third of the seven steps or moves would be, hey, pick a place that is, you know, a natural place in your city or neighborhood that's a perfect fit for you to make new friends and build relationships. Because hmm. you may not have the folks that you'd even begin to invite into a life, yeah. right? life on life. And a lot of people say, well, I only have them at work. Sure. Well, but I work, you know, X amount of ways away. Well, you're not going to do life with those people probably. Yep. And if you're like, well, I know them from church. Okay, great. Yeah. Those are friends too. But if you pick a place that's kind of in your city or neighborhood, and you frequent that thing. Yeah. Could be a cafe, could be a pub, could be a restaurant or two, whatever. And you're starting to get to know the staff. You're tipping well. They're yeah. starting to know you. They want to introduce you to people. Yep. During the holidays, maybe you're bringing a little, you know, cookies or whatever. You're going to build relationships with people who also live in that area. Hmm. Now, if you go to some fast food thing, you know, people just gonna drive through and everything. You're not going to build relationships. So you got to think, yeah. be a little intentional about what kind of places in my neighborhood do people kind of hang out a little bit yeah. and either eat their meal or hang out and talk or whatever and everything. And if we pick the night of the week, let's say, and we start frequenting that, or, mm-hmm. or maybe it's the gym, you yeah. know, but I'm always going to go at the same time and I'm going to take a couple of classes just so I get to know the instructors and get known by the same people because people generally sign up for class and then they hit it. Yep. I'm going to just intentionally pick a place. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to start going there and start to ask good questions, listen, yep. be generous, uh, whatever the situation is, be generous. So yeah. like if it's a gym, Stick around and help the the instructor pick up the mats and spray down the stuff and towels and all you know all that stuff, yeah. right? If it's at a cafe, buy the person behind you coffee once in a while. So over tip your barista. Yeah. Instead of pub, buy around once in a while or something, right? You know whatever, and be a good listener. Now yeah. remember, not every people group will be a good fit for you. So mm-hmm. think age and stage of life when you yep. pick your place. So like you know, if you're listening to this and you're 70 and you haven't been to the gym in 20 years, you might not want to join a CrossFit box. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you're 20 yeah. and you don't even drink, you you might not want to frequent like a uh, a martini bar. Sure. That lawyers you know own and all their lawyer friends go. It's, it's yeah, not going to be an agent stage fit, fit for yeah. you. So pick that thing where you go, man. I, I, it kind of looks like us and we fit in. And and yeah. and there's more to mission in life than that. But talk about a basic step. Like you're growing in your gospel you're starting to have meals of intentionality that yep. would be really cool to have people to. And now you're intentionally frequenting a place to build relationships yep. and kind of you're keeping your eye out. And we'll talk about that, you know, next week. Yeah. Like, so then who do I specifically focus on? Yeah. And that'll be, you know, well, we're going to get to that in four more steps coming up here. Okay. So I'm not going to say too much more about that, but you want to pick your place. That's the third step or the third move. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And and I just want to say, can you imagine if every Christian was confident enough and intentionally frequenting a few places like yeah. that, you know, on mission and building new friendships? How powerful would that be? be amazing, man. Yeah, I'll share a little I bit. I mean, our cities would be changed. <laughs> yeah, I'll share uh, one of the places I frequent next week as we get into the to how to pay attention to the people to press into, because I've awesome. got a cool story there. I want to hear it. Okay, so we've got, we got through three today. We've got uh, four next week. Do you want to throw out what those four are? Do we want to leave people coming back for more? I, I just sort of hinted, Okay, that's and good. that's all I'm going to do. Okay? All right, I like that. Well, let's get to the big three. Uh, these are the three takeaways we want people leaving with today. Yeah, and as always, you can get a printable PDF of this week's Big Three as a free download by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash Big Three, B-I-G-3, and we'll send these right away to you. What would you say the Big Three are for this week? Okay, quickly. First one, your family is an amazing place to begin when starting a missional community or wanting to live on mission with others. Yep. Instead of like trying to talk a bunch of people into stuff, right? So living as a family worth joining 
and imitating. That's the goal. Hmm. So if, if you're like, well, I don't, we don't really have people over and no one would want to. Well, okay. Begin at the beginning in your own lives. Yep. So uh, trying to organize others into a series of activities, churchy things or missional events and rhythms that you and those closest to you aren't already living in, it just produces unnecessary stress and it'll set you up for failure. Yeah. So start at home, your family, God-given, to show others what he's like, start there yep. with these seven steps, which you only got through three. Okay, second, <laughs> um, and I, I want to know wherever you're at, God loves you right there, hmm. okay? But our Father did not send his son Jesus just to get us into heaven. Yep. He came that we would have this really full life and adventure with him of being his disciple and making disciples. And that starts first in the mirror, like I said earlier, and with our own kids and our own church, hmm. and then moving outwards to including others. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, but God loves you exactly where you're at. That's the good news. You, you don't have to do this to earn his love or impress him. You can't, in fact. Okay. Yeah. Jesus already died. It's finished. Third is, and this is sort of the, like the hands on. Number three is usually like what to do is like get the training and encouragement you need to get started and stay on mission. Hmm. It's just, it's way too easy to kind of hear, you know, talk like this or hear information like this and give mental assent to things, you know, yeah. nodding in agreement. Yep. Yep. Got some good intentions here, good ideas, but never really getting started with new and meaningful practices. That's why, as I had promised at the top of this episode, I want to give you access to my most popular course, The Seven Moves to Missional, that includes a much deeper dive into these three steps that we talked about today, and it completely unpacks the next four steps, all seven of the moves to begin living on mission. Can you imagine having the tools and insights and the confidence that you need to have a close missional community with which you can really live out your faith and share life in the kingdom day to day? Wouldn't that be awesome? And can you imagine your kids growing up with a faith that's lived out like day-to-day -day in the normal stuff of life with others instead of just on Sundays? That'd be great, right? And I'm hoping you'll start to take action on all that you're hearing. That's why I'm discounting this course, The Seven Moves, by 80%. Yeah, 80% off this already super affordable training. I don't think I've ever done it this way before. And there's even an opportunity to get a sort of advanced version of the course that includes a 30-minute live strategy session with me on Zoom. And that's worth more than I'm even asking for the course right now, like 80% off. And I'm not telling you exactly what it is because it's so cheap. I don't even want to say. <laughs> yeah, I just, this summer and whenever you're hearing this, I just want you to get in on this. And not only can you get that 30-minute live strategy session with me, but you can get unlimited email access to me and my team as you're going through the course, all that. And again, this is all like a first time ever 80% off price. And it's such a great price that I'm just going to send you this link where you can go to register. You can even read a little bit more about it and you'll, you'll see, I know you're going to want to do this. So go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash seven moves. It's the number seven moves. Everydaydisciple.com forward slash seven moves. And you get the course, you can get started. And this is all set up to move entirely at your own pace. And again, you can get email access to me for questions or whatever. I want to help you because of this special offer, though. I'm only offering a very limited number of registrations. I think there's like 50. So don't put this off or you can miss out. And you'll think, wow, I could have got the whole course and a strategy session with C and unlimited access to him and his team and email and all at like for pennies, less than if I set up a call. So anyway, all right, I know you'll be really glad and you're gonna love the simplicity of this training as I walk step-by-step step with you and get you going. 
just go to the link everydaydisciple.com forward slash seven moves. And again, do it now. There's only X amount of slots because I only have so much time. Be sure to join us next week as we continue this conversation with part two of Family Discipleship and Mission Made Simple. It's going to be fun. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day.